Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 310 of the podcast with my simply magnificent guest, Carrie Poppy. What a delight and a joy this conversation was. I feel very sure you will enjoy it as well. And if you are not already a fan of Carrie, which let's face it, you probably are, uh, you will be in very, very short order, my friends. I would also just like to quickly remind folks that I have a new other uh, improvised slash scripted podcast out in the world uh, called Voyage to the Stars. It is uh, starring Felicia Day, Colton Dunn, Steve Berg, and myself, and uh, is available anywhere you get your podcasts. So check it out. I play a very sarcastic AI. I know, big stretch. And uh, I also wanted to remind people that I will be at Pod X. Pod X is uh, very, very Googleable. You can get a uh, discount to Pod X admission if you use code JV Club. And then I also just wanted to plant the seed. I feel sure many of you who are Max Fun uh, listeners on a regular basis know that Max Fun Drive is swiftly approaching. I'm so excited about it. I have some fun stuff in store. So uh, keep that in your minds. And I I hope everyone's doing great. This is good. Oh, those flip up glasses. All right, listen, I started recording. <laughs> I started recording because the, the, the wonderful organic yet mm, I make it gross by saying like listen I you're I feel you're about to drop some wisdom on me oh yeah why mm. would you waste it on just I'm these two sorry. ears I'm sorry We're why a would you waste it on these two humble ears why wouldn't we commodify when we could, yeah when we wisdom. could commodify it <laughs> I've commodified it that much in that I'm not like swimming in money from podcasting. Sure. Yeah. But I guess it is. It's a, it's oh, something well, to be a free commodity. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I've gotten exorbitantly rich off of podcasting. Wonderful. Well, you came in here dripped in jewels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thing. That's and my I personal just brand. Thought, wow. That's a lot of, are those sapphires? Um, they are a sapphire ruby hybrid. Oh, I see. So it gives them, it gives them that oh, really, science. that really disgusting brown color. <laughs> Yeah, that is what I'm seeing. Yeah, that uh-huh. is what I'm seeing. Yep. It's not yeah. purple. No, just went straight to brown. <laughs> yeah, no, this we want very like a, deep, deep. We wanted yeah. it to remind you of like the uh, after you have Pepto, and then yes. two days later you finally poop. Yeah, it's like that ash brown. <laughs> ash. That's that's Ashy. what we're going for. It's they're well, they're beautiful. Thank you. I, w- I could so still sweet. tell that they were worth a lot. for sure yeah Uh, now you do have a crab on your sweater that's right um it's very nautical thank you is it is there a significance to it other than that you enjoy it and it's nautical are you like a cancer i sign uh, okay i am a cancer sign but it's not a reference to that okay so so i'm just reading too much into everything i almost didn't want to admit that i was But, but it makes me look so intuitive. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> July 13th, baby. Uh, but I got it when I was going on a cruise. Mm-hmm, and I was like, that's a cruisy sweater. I'm yeah. going to bring that. But then you were like, but where am I going that I need a sweater? If I'm well, going it on a gets cruise. cold but out on the water sometimes. That's true. Yeah. Fair. In my Fair. yacht. Which, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> which you're only recently purchased. Right, right. With your own oh, no money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no, none of that is true. But I did go on a love boat themed cruise. Oh my god! Yeah, how big was the boat? I mean, it was a princess cruise, uh-huh. so yeah. huge, big, yeah, enormous. like a floating city. Many, yeah, many thousands of people. I think they told us it might have been like forty thousand people. <gasps> that I know. is a ton of people. Those ships are enormous. They really are. What? 
Okay, so and everyone who was on that ship had made the commitment that it was a love boat themed, or was it like a pocket no. of people? Yes. Okay, so it's like the Joko cruise if you're familiar uh-huh. with that at all. Yeah, but yeah, totally. So, until they got their own boat, and now every single person on it is right. Joko related. But yes, but yeah. precisely, I actually heard people walking around and talking to the staff, and the staff would say, "Oh, you know, Gavin McLeod's on board," <laughs> and the the guest would say, "Who's that?" And I was like, "Who's that?" Why are you here? Yeah. And then it turned out they just wanted to go to the Bahamas. Yeah. Oh, okay, like, guys. Like, that's enough. Yeah, who freaking cares? Yeah. yeah. But I got to meet Gavin. Oh, it was, oh. Oh, it was so now, good. How, is Ga- how old is Gavin these days? Because he was like a young silver fox, mm-hmm. a bald silver fox, yeah. if memory serves. Uh, but he yes, wasn't that correct. old. Uh, but in my mind, he was like 65, which I know he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah, he and Ed Asner both looked a lot older than they were yeah. in the Mary Tyler Moore show. So I think he's like late 80s, early 90s. Oh, so he's still up there. Right. Yeah. And he's was he spry? Was he like... He was pretty good. Super, yeah. Yeah. He was talking to everybody at his book signing. I mean, five minutes with each person, which... You got to cut that down, Gavin. You got to cut it down. Yeah, that's too much. How, what his, okay, so many questions. And so was his book about the love boat? It was called, This Is Your Captain Speaking. Oh my God in heaven. I read the whole thing. It's appropriate that you say that because it is largely about his Christian faith. (laughs) And uh, yeah, just, you know, his his life on the seas of Hollywood. Oh my God. Maybe Mm -hmm. I should listen to it. Was there an audiobook version? Oh, that's a good question. And if so, would it be read by him? It should be. Right. Um, But... Yeah, I, I feel like maybe it didn't make it to audiobook, but maybe it did. Who knows? Maybe I'm just a naysayer. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're, listen, you're everything but a naysayer if you went on a love boat. Oh, cruise you're right. You're right. You're right. And waited in line at the oh, book yeah. signing. Oh, yes. Very much How so. How long did you personally have to wait? Uh, Maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. But was Mary it in an more. enclosed room? Was it in a, like a room where you could look out or was it one of those like not really more of a yeah, yeah more of a loungy just, like right surrounded sub, yeah. by dark wood for yeah. a long time <laughs> but mary tyler moore show is my favorite show of all time so nice had to do it very cool uh i the yes uh <laughs> i i that's what i doing the joko cruise those rooms that are down um further down into the ship or maybe there's like you know they have the portals but they don't have mm-hmm. the full sweeping kind of upper deck panorama windows. those are the places that i find out i do get seasick like oh. i'm not i don't consistently get seasick see the horizon but yeah and, uh. but, and, and sometimes it's not yeah like i'm not aware that i'm needing to look at the horizon or anything like that right. it's just there will be moments down there where oh, suddenly i lurch and i'm like oh wow mm-hmm. maybe i should go to the I've gotten seasick on those tiny whale watching boats, but I've never, never been on, on a whale watcher. Okay, Bad well, news. if you if you get sick on a huge boat, you definitely shouldn't go on a tiny one. Yeah, because they're really rocky. And how oh, many whales would you say you've watched? How many trips to whale watch? And then also break down okay. for me how many whales you've seen I have on watched. set. <laughs> um, okay, so trips. I think I've been on just two, and I've. You're lucky if you see a whale on a whale watching yeah. trip. So I think I've seen two, but they were both on one of the trips. Uh-huh. And then on the other, though, I got to see this beautiful pack. Is that the right word? Of dolphins? Pack of a dolphins? Pod? Doesn't it seem pod right. Oh, maybe it's pod. Yeah. I think it's a pod of whales. 
It may not oh. be a pod of dolphins. Oh gosh, it might I be like a fricassee know. of dolphins. Yeah, you know, when they when, whenever someone decided to right. name stuff. Yeah, 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 I really missed out on that process. Yeah, I would totally. have liked to have been elected would, to that I'd like council. To pitch some right? some group names. Are yeah. there any left that haven't been done? There's no way, unless they discover Maybe. a new animal. You oh, think? What's well, see, yeah, I mean, you could because okay, a murder of crows. Yeah. But then we just say a flock of birds. Why do crows get a special one? Well, and then, well, it might be per, it might be per bird species. I don't think so, because though. A, because a, it's a parliament of owls. Oh, but see, we're talking about like the celeb birds, <laughs> you know? I feel like pigeons We might have to probably, do a little, yeah. My friends, the pigeons. A cacophony of pigeons. Now you're going to get like 40 emails that are like, actually, a I group of pigeons will. is called a... I absolutely will. Requiem. It will. And, <laughs> I would love it if it were called a requiem. Yeah, that'd be good. I see. Well, it might be I, a requiem of doves. To your uh, point, see, they're so similar, but one gets they're like the all same the dignity, species. and the other one gets like. Yeah, you'll find out that it's like it's it's called a frustration of pigeons, right? Because and you know what, they deserve it because they're so underappreciated. Okay, I'm googling group of pigeons, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is good radio. Mm-hmm. We're waiting for this to load. Uh, okay, I'll set that aside and we'll come back yeah, to good it. Luck. It'll I'm be a callback in the hills. No yeah. said. Uh, when and so, how recently did you whale? You know what they should call it instead of whale watching. They should call it whale watching out for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whale hope because then you're not whale expecting. Watching. Yeah, you're yeah. not expecting it as much. It's kind of a mouthful, but yeah. I'll give I mean, it, to it you. might be. I mean, it's a little clunky, mm-hmm. I guess. Um. Yeah, how long has it been? Uh, I think the last time I went was 2010. Mm-hmm. So it's been mm-hmm. a while. Because the last time I went was with an ex-boyfriend. And on that trip, I realized he was immensely selfish. And I broke up with him after it. Yeah. So, Sometimes you got to have those trips. Yeah. No, was that he, the one where you saw uh, two whales or you didn't see any? Where I didn't see any. And was he feeling like it was the world was against him because he didn't see any whales and that helped you realize that he was no. too self-centered? No, he was enjoying the trip, but uh, I got terribly seasick mm-hmm. and was vomiting off the side of the boat just throughout the trip oh, for like two God. hours. And it was also very embarrassing, you know, because yeah. not everybody gets sick. And so here you are just, you know. You don't want to be that one. Oh, you wanna, yeah. Yeah. It was so rough. And then when we got to land, he said, yeah, I'm surprised you got sick because, I mean, I didn't get sick at all. I thought for sure I'd have to use my vertigo medicine. And I was like, never offered it to you. You have freaking vertigo medicine on you. And he said, well, yeah, but I thought I'd need it. Uh, And I was like, this is it, Craig. Yeah. This is it. You named him. We didn't name him. <laughs> well, you don't get his last yeah. name. Craig, could you come in here? Please? We have a little <laughs> surprise for you. Uh, no, he was fine. He was fine. But that was. Oh, yeah, that's not. I can't uh, do that's that. not a great. I mean, that's a. First of all, it's a perfect snapshot. If you need a reason to mm-hmm. explain to someone why. Yeah. You're like, let me let me give you one let me take you back that recaps and you know, sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did you a favor on that one because it is. It's yeah. a good like quick nugget of a story where you totally. can say like, suffice to say he did this and we broke up. Uh-huh. uh-huh uh, totally. <laughs> and it also, you know, uh, then I don't have to give the long version where I make mistakes and he makes <laughs> mistakes. Instead, it's just. Just condensed yeah, down to one Catalina trip. Catalina and Craig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where, oh, was that where you were? You were coming out of... Yeah, it yeah. was a trip to Catalina and Everyone back. says the ferry to Catalina is awful. Just the oh, ferry to get there. And that's bigger. I mean, the ferry at least is flat and huge. Yeah. I, I, the ferry's fine for me. But those little tiny boats, mm-mm. 
Mm-hmm. But you did it once and then you still did it again. So the first time you did it when you saw a couple of whales, yeah, maybe it wasn't as bad. It wasn't. It wasn't nearly as rocky and I didn't get sick. And I saw whales and no one selfishly hoarded their vertigo medicine. So <laughs> it was all fine. What uh, kind of whales were they? No pressure. Gray-ish, grayish, uh-huh. bluish mm-hmm. whales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it on two separate... I, by the way... God knows why I'm so I'm getting so specific about this. But was it like a mother and a baby, or was it like oh, one over no. here and then one over one there, over and here, they were not together? There. Yeah, you don't see them together. Uh, I, I want to say ever, but mm. maybe you do. And again, uh, welcome to all the emails you'll get. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they. I think it was like I saw one, and then half an hour later saw another. And then I remember the guide saying, "Oh my gosh, you guys are so lucky." We get excited when you see just one. You got two. You know, we should be asking you for more money now. Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Which probably no one does that often enough that they would think anything other than like, no, this is a whale watching thing. And I got to see whales. Oh, yeah. Don't stop telling me how lucky I am. Right. And right. how rare it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call it something else if you don't expect it to be whale watching. Whale watching out for. And Right, exactly. And dolphins are pretty cool why are we like acting like also that's true. nothing also they were true. beautiful yeah, yeah anytime i've seen a dolphin i have felt like it was a magical experience call it water watching i guess yeah. i guess sea, <laughs> i said sea, that was such gazing. gusto and immediately it was like well because carrie <laughs> there's water and you're sick <laughs> how about sea gazing yeah sea gazing up, oh that's up, good up close that's good Inti- intimate sea gazing yeah but from the surface again i only know how to make things too long so yeah <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I not like sea gazing. That sounds nice. Like stargazing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, have you been scuba diving slash snorkeling? Never. And where I you, would like to. Did you grow up around water? I grew up in La Crescenta, which okay. is right near here. So, so ocean adjacent. Yeah. But, you know, I probably saw the beach three times a year or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's really a thing where, you know, people, I think I'm from Arizona and, and when I was uh-huh. little, I assumed as many people do like, well, if you live in a coastal city or if you live in you know a suburb of of a coastal city like surely you're just at near the water all the time right and then i moved here and i never go to the beach because it takes so long to get there it's and parking is impossible yeah yeah i also am not a huge this will surprise no one who's listened to the podcast but i, I just i'm not i'm not a huge like sunny beach day person. oh uh-huh when i lived in san francisco that was optimal because then you can just sort of bundle up put on your crap sweater right and be Get like, out there, there to is. the beach and There's be glad that you have a sweater on. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many cruises have you done? Two. Okay. Yeah. Just Are they both two. to the Bahamas? No. One was to. Hmm. One was to Victoria, Vancouver. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, I think that was it. It was like a little three-day cruise. And that's when my boyfriend and I discovered, like, we love cruising. We are the youngest people here by three decades. Uh-huh. Everyone's playing bingo. There's literally shuffleboard. That's good times. This this is very good. Yeah. And so then when I found out about the Love Boat Cruise, I got that as a, uh, was it? I think it was an anniversary present. Okay. So it's fair to say probably more cruises are in your future. I hope so. Yeah. You know, I'm now in the gold circle, the captain's gold circle. Didn't, I'm not sure I knew there was one. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not anything, but they do tell you that you're in it so that then you'll be like, oh, look, you know, now I want to be Ruby. Right. You right. continue on. Oh, so the gold is not as good as Ruby. No. it. Got, yeah, that's weird, huh? I think it I, yeah, goes. I, I mean, I get, yeah, I guess I thought gold would be up there. 
Yeah, I think it goes. What if, it, what if it goes the opposite? So it's just, first of all, I'm, I'm sure cubic zirconia is in there somewhere. Like whatever that other thing <laughs> I do is. Think that, di- yeah. I was just thinking this. I think diamonds in there and I think it's below ruby, which wow. I'll stand by, honestly. Sure. Diamonds are sure. like just clear. Give me a nice red stone. That sounds right. better. Right. Yeah. I'm fascinated by this idea that they just, it's like, listen, we're in the, we're in international waters. The value of gemstones is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, totally. We don't follow the same rules. We happen to like rubies. Yeah, good on so them. So fuck everybody. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, we all, we all watch Adam ruins everything. We know diamonds are just a made up thing. Oh, diamonds, diamonds, everybody. Stop it with them. Uh, do you have brothers and sisters? I have a brother. But uh, he's estranged from the family. Oh, really? Yeah. What uh, do, do you mind if I ask? No, I guess that's not. <laughs> he just <laughs> is. It's not like it's like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been so long now. I haven't seen him since 2011. So oh, no. I know. Do you feel his absence, or is does it? Oh, yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Shoot, it's one of those things that you know. My parents ask me if I've heard from him, and oh, no, I promise I will tell you. Since it's been several years, I. I'll just let you know if I hear from him. I won't keep that to myself. Right. Uh, but they'll still ask, you know, every couple of weeks, well, have you heard from him? And like, oh, and no. I'm just, I'm not to get super morbid, but like, he, you know, he's, he's, like, he's okay. He's, he's alive. just, he's just choosing. He's just does yeah. not into talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, one nice thing about being a journalist is you know how to find everybody. So you can at least be assured that they're alive. Yeah. And he is alive. Yeah. Uh, but once someone's tried to hide themselves, you know, you don't want to insert themselves you don't want to insert yourself and say, I found your address. Hi. (laughs) That probably makes you want to be in touch with me for sure. Right. Exactly. Message not received. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Precisely. Uh, how, what, uh, what was your sort of upbringing like in La Crescenta and La Crescenta for people who don't know the LA area is where, Sorry, I didn't I help you confused. at all with that. I was I like, yes, go because on. I can't remember if it's like I. So, I want. I think I want to put it in a place that it is not, which is I want to combine like a La Cañada okay. slash. Uh, I'm nodding. Whatever's next to it, where the Descanso Gardens are, mm-hmm. is that at all near La Crescenta? Um, or is that more? That's I just don't know. Pretty much right. Oh, so really? there is oh, good. Okay, La- so it got buried in there. Yeah. correctly. Somehow. Well, Descanso Gardens is in La Cañada, so there's La Cañada. Uh, which is the sort of richer version of La Crescenta. La Crescenta's next door. And then... Flint Ridge. That's what the word I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Flint, Flint Ridge, Ridge is like an sort of, area of yeah. La Cañada. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, so then there's La Crescenta. And then next to La Crescenta, you've got Tahunga and then Sunland. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Sunland Boulevard. That's when it's stretching all the way towards kind of like... North Hollywood. Yeah, once yeah. you get through the hills. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A lot of horse country out there. A lot of horse... A lot of fires. A lot of fires. Yeah. That was tough. The yeah. place where uh, our, we'd board our dogs is out in that area. Oh, gosh. It's like this wonderful ranch with oh, free yeah. sleep and all this. What's it called? Paradise Ranch. Oh, yeah. My and dad I used was to bring so... his dog there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's so great. And uh, and I was out of town when the really bad fires oh, happened right there in La Tuna Canyon. And, uh, oh, God. I just had, like, of course they had a contingency plan. Right. That was one of those situations where, like, I'm calling them from out of town as if I'm the only one who's, who's concerned. Who's like, we well, should probably. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, there's no one there right now. We're the, all the dogs are somewhere else. Oh, Everyone's safe. good. Yeah. Thank God. That's so scary. Yeah. yeah. I rode horses out there at LA Children's Riding Center, mm-hmm. which is in uh, Sun Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I rode horses there for years while I was a kid. 
And when those fires hit, I was like, is the writing center okay? Yeah. Even though I hadn't been there in 15 years, but uh, they're okay. Oh, they're everybody, okay. they're okay. Everybody, don't worry. This is a very, very late breaking bulletin. <laughs> yeah, the very late. LA breaking. Children's Writing Center, okay. Yeah. Now, uh, was is the Children's Writing Center something that it was that something that you wanted to do and made happen, or was that something that was kind of in the family? Like, well, it was assumed that you know everyone in the family loves horses, so by you know oh, by default, a, I would end up riding horses. Man, I. I don't live in a world where that second one is possible. I uh, never thought that that was even a possibility. Well, but you know, we're a horse one. family. So <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find I brought. Oh, here we go. Here's pictures of me riding horses. I brought you okay, a little scrapbook. Um, oh, and there's actual little. I mean, it's a scrapbook. There's yeah. a there's a horse sticker. There's some carrots, <laughs> a bunch of carrots. My mom made this. There is a picture that. Uh, listen, we all have them. Because you and your friend are are obscured by giant sunglasses, oh, uh-huh. giant mm-hmm. sunglasses, I could be one of these children. Because I have like <laughs> totally, the exact same photo. I'm the and shorter yeah, one. It looks that. like, I look like I could be the taller one. If we <laughs> wanted totally. to tell people this is you and me, oh, people would should. be like, I, yes, it Let's is. Let's do it. I can 100% verify I'm that. I'm not in contact with her, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, good. That's and Linda. I like stealing people's identities. Yeah, perfect. So we're going to be doing great. Uh, now, I see, yes, there's a sticker that says number one pony. <laughs> Did you have a... <laughs> Is this dressage? <laughs> Full disclosure, I'm not sure what dis- dressage is. Um, it's, it, it's you might pr- be looking at dressage. Le- which one? Because I did both. I, I did. see. I see just the white sort of. Could you? Hold I see it like up? white. I, it's not like a thing you're jumping over. It looks like okay. it's more. It's on on that page. I like. Um, it's good that we're getting. Okay, so we have one on photo of dressage here, and it is the bottom right photo. Okay, bottom right. Bottom dressage. right. That's dressage. So dressage okay. is like gymnastics on horseback is how they describe it but you're not really doing gymnastics you're just doing a bunch of poses and being like look at me it's so you're voguing yeah you're voguing voguing. yes it's horse voguing (laughs) that's right what uh what did you have a preference between the more sort of the other thing called you say uh like jumping jumping riding yeah. Yeah. yeah um you know i guess i never really thought about it but I guess I did prefer dressage because there was sort of more performance to it you know yeah. people would always say oh you have such an expressive face when I did <laughs> do my dressage but it's I'm also easier to know what you're expressing on your face uh, during well, dressage. I, actually I remember so I was doing the thinker which basically you sit on top oh of my god oh okay so it's a whole thing you do Rodin's thinker yeah and I, and I made a face like I was thinking like this <laughs> and and so not to be confused with grumpy of the seven dwarfs right right a, a similar face for sure yeah and afterward people were like oh you're so expressive look at you yeah yeah you're like yeah thanks for watching the thing that was more important than the beautiful yeah, horse that was exactly, prancing around exactly i also enjoyed that very early on when you came in you mentioned that you like to sit cross-legged and now i know oh, yeah. that it has it may have its roots oh. all the way back to could be yeah could be the thinker i yeah were there other poses or was that your famous pose (laughs) they're like were you known as the thinker you see her she's the Uh thinker uh no i didn't have uh a a signature move Uh so we all learned a a state a stable of maybe 50 moves Okay. And uh, my favorite actually was the Cossack hang, which is you put your foot in a stirrup on one side and then you hang your body of 
off the other side of the horse and you're just laying there and you're like god take me as you will Uh and then (laughs) that sounds listen vaguely sensual i'm not gonna lie to you i know you were a child and i don't want to make things uncomfortable (laughs) it's mostly it sounds like you were provocatively draped on a horse kind of but like you have one leg in the air mostly it's very dangerous (laughs) and scary for the person watching but i was just sort of like hey if i die i die i was yeah very uh, you were a Per, a, a human child. being who also probably didn't to- totally understand what dying no i thought about meant. death a lot as did a you think kid. about death a lot? lot i feel like i've actually i've chilled out a lot more as an adult than i was as a child i think okay. i was like very dramatic as a yeah. kid i so. was too but yeah? my but but my relationship to i think what i thought was a fear of death was just a fear of like pain or the unknown oh, uh-huh. because now that I'm older and I've had things and people that I care about die right it's like profoundly different and so much more depressing and grave when oh, I think about wow. death whereas before I think it was just like anxiety and you know oh, okay. fear of the must have been fear of the unknown because it definitely it's... was like I don't want to try that I don't want to do that I don't know what that is right what's that going to make me feel like you and know, what's the of texture stuff. of it now what's death now uh it's a there's a feeling of like <laughs> so depressing there's a like when I think about it now I I get this um I I have that classic feeling of like no like it's the feeling of like if you have a dream where you're like driving off the side of a cliff which I don't have very often Uh um but it's that feeling of like no 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 oh no like it's that it's that not yet you're not not oh yeah you know but it's but there's like it's very uh it's this very wild lonely feeling opposed Uh to when I was little it was just like it was just like "Ah, I don't I'm scared isn't it crazy that we just we bring people into the world and we're like hey I'm gonna send you through decades and decades of crap and then at the end of it you're gonna all your friends will die (laughs) and we're just like I'm just gonna assume my kid's fine with this oh god it's pretty wild it's pretty wild and I, th- I mean, you know, obviously we must be, we want to continue the species on some level, even though plenty would argue that we have uh-huh. a death wish as a species as well from all the things that we do to ourselves in the world. But yeah, I don't, I, like I remember when my grandmother started like putting in people's names in pencil in her address book. And then like, oh I, my like, God, I would see, like, I, like she was like, get me Myrtle's number, you know, and I would go and flip over and, and there would be like people crossed out because or like they erased passed? because they died. Oh my God. And she, and she lived a very long time. She yeah. lived into her nineties. And there was a point at which she was like, I don't know if I, like everyone I know is dead. Like everyone who's not my, my family, my younger family. That's gonna be us. But, but listen, but like even, the, even when that was happening, even, you know, that was like 15 years ago. It was still an abstraction to me. Yeah. Like, like that right. was I could absolutely understand I was like oh yeah I get that you know but I didn't really get it right and somehow it now in the last couple of years I'm like oh, I really get it yeah <laughs> Those totally. people are gone to her forever yeah you it's know. a weird thing okay we're gonna take a break I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun Greetings, I am Plek Dexsetter, contacting you from the Zik Squadron, which is frankly uh, sort of crappy, but I'm, I'm here on a heroic mission with my trusty crew, C-53. Well, uh, heroic feels like an exaggeration. Okay, part. sure. And, and uh, security officer Dar. Plek, don't put me in your stupid recording. Well, and, and we're all traveling aboard our trusty starship, the Bargerian Jade. Bargy. What? Sorry. I'm awake. I'm awake. I was, it's fine. I was just flying while asleep. 
Hey there, this is Alden Ford. I play Plek, and we are so excited to announce that our podcast, Mission to Zix, is now part of the Maximum Fun Network. Our third season launches on Max Fun on March 20th. Binge seasons one and two right now. That's Mission to Zix, Z-Y-X-X. So you, but you actually actively kind of had a, a relationship to the fear of dying, even as a child. Yeah, but. or fascination with, and then in when I was thirteen in seventh grade, a friend passed away who was also thirteen. So oh, see, that is that's I just didn't have anything that close up. Right. Well, I was an evangelical Christian at the time. Good um, on you. No longer the case, but. So I was I was terrified that she was in hell, and oh, sure. my church didn't really help me to assuage this fear. They basically, Ooh, oh, this is girl. so terrible. It's one a of, lot to put a kid through. I know. So I told one of the interns at my church, I told her, like, well, this is what's really eating at me is this thought that my friend could be in hell, and I didn't. I didn't tell her about Jesus while she was dying in the hospital because oh, it seemed Carrie, inappropriate. What a heavy and, burden to bear. And my the intern at my church said, well, do you think maybe that's a lesson from God to never let that happen again? Ugh. I know. I know. I know. What happened to her? She had cystic fibrosis. Oh, she was actually, her. yeah, she was expected to live to be like six. So she, you know, she lived to be 13 and was quote unquote lucky. Yeah. But I didn't meet her until she was probably eight. So it was always this sort of like, oh, Bridget outlived, you know, the uh, the life expectancy. Yeah. Yeah. Own. Like she's already, yeah. she's already proved the, proved the system wrong. She's going to keep doing it forever instead of like oh she's on borrowed time right right which was the reality right were you so you were born and raised evangelical no weird right i went to church camp when i was 12 going on 13 and i was just like oh my god these people will be my family and they're going to love me and it's going to give me all this guidance and structure that i didn't have at home and so i just bought the whole thing hook line and how did you get how did you find out about this church camp if it wasn't part of your fam so my friend linda who you're going to take her place she was the one in the photo who's taller than sorry linda (laughs) she had gone to this church camp it's called forest home and she went there one summer and God, then that she sounds either totally morbid or like completely fantastic. Oh my God. It was the best place on earth. <laughs> it was so great. I miss it. But she told me that she had gone the summer, bef- the summer prior and that the theme had been the Lion King. And I was like, I got to go to this they camp. They know how to get you. Yeah. Yeah. I want Lion King camp. Sure. And of course the next year theme wasn't the Lion King. It actually was a nautical theme. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Every, once again, you can't get away from the yeah. The Maybe drop I'm, an anchor. I'm I don't just, know. That's not. I mean, it is a thing. <laughs> that's but. the anchor of my life. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So yeah. Still, so it worked for you. Then I went back. It and, did work for you. Lion oh, King yeah. or no? It did work. Oh yeah, I loved it. I loved it so much. But I was like very literal, and I took everything literally so when they would talk about jesus dying on the cross like i'd picture that and i'd i remember saying to my other 13 year old friends like okay we have to try our best not to sing because that's like putting another nail in jesus's arm you know it was like a very yeah intense. you would have had very vivid imagination and you really felt and i took it all of that. like a real thing you know i think that 
people who grow up religious, they take for granted that you're absorbing all these things from the culture around you and your parents. And you're kind of getting the message that like, eh, even if we say this is literal, some of it's symbolic. But for me, it was like, no, I, okay, I hear you. Yeah. All right, got it. Ugh. He died on the cross. I, uh, you know, if I steal a pencil, I am putting another <laughs> nail in Jesus's hand. So I or had worse, this- a pencil, which like is a bigger hole. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Putting a pencil in his hand. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so I had this like super intense relationship with God uh, that fortunately went away at some point. But it is, but, but what you're describing, and, and I could be totally wrong about this, but what you're describing does sound, I mean, I've, I've told this story before. I won't make it a huge long story, but I do have a similar church camp experience. Oh, right. Where I did f- like sort of fall in love with the experience of being there. It yes. just, it just so happened that it was with like a person who was there. Oh, okay. Who had no time or interest in the church. So oh, okay. I went the other way oh, and it totally changed me because she was like, super goth and different Uh, and I was I like I went from thinking like I'm the number one misfit in this group of Mormon girls to thinking like oh "Oh, someone's a bigger misfit than I am I want to be I want to be with her oh wow but but that the time in my life is very close to the same age um it was like I was I was so ready like I was so open to have Mm -hmm. an experience where I could just get addicted to something yeah totally so, you know, it makes sense to me that, that this kind of rhapsodic experience would feel like, you know, like it was transcendental. Like you, like you would it go was. like, oh, I know who I am now. Or, right. you know, this is, here's a set of, of things I can sort of live by that make sense on some totally. level and will keep and, me safe or whatever that might be. And I can obsess over them. And if I do that right, I know how my story ends. Right. Uh, you know, comes back to the death thing. Like I know that I go to heaven. So all I have to do is do A, B, C, D. Phew. Yeah. What a relief. Yeah, yeah. And then also because I was also kind of like a eh, slightly bullied kid. Um, I felt like, oh, okay, like this is something I can do right that the rest of the people around me are not doing right. So, you know, while I feel unpopular and uncool, I know that I'm actually doing the thing that's expected of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That is, it's an interesting, yeah, it's like leaning further into like, yeah, well, if people think I'm uncool, like they're the ones who are uncool because oh, yeah. I've got Jesus on my side. Exactly. And I know that sounds flip, but I absolutely no, understand that. That's 100%. how it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, no, I had like, a huge cross that said, yeah, I'm a Jesus freak on it. Like, oh. that's how big it was. You could fit those words on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. Now, was, oh, the, was there like, was it was there music? Was it like contemporary music? Did it have the sort of like super the, church kind camp? of like, yeah. Um, at the camp, yes, we had worship music and I bought the tape of like the songs that were written for the camp that summer and took it home and played it all year. Um, yeah, so there were, you know, guys with guitars in, um, open Hawaiian shirts playing, Great. but of course with an undershirt, this yeah, is church camp. Let's not. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, cargo pants, of course, uh-huh. playing their, uh, acoustic guitar on the stage. How dreamy. Oh, it was great. Yeah. What did your parents think about all this? You know, that's interesting. I often look back on this with wonder because my dad apparently never believed he talked about God and... But, you know, in that very ordinary American way where it was like, sure, yeah, our family believes in God. Sure, we, you know, hey, go say your prayers. But it was just, it wasn't a part of our lives. 
And now I know, yeah, he never believed and just thought that's something you do for your kids. And then my mom, she apparently believed a little more. So when I started going to church, she started going with me. Oh, okay. But she never became as fervent as I was. And then my brother, no interest at all, was just like, that's very silly. If Uh there were a God, we would know. We wouldn't need this old book to tell us. Ah, That's dumb. Right. So that probably went over great with you and your brother's relationship. (laughs) I was desperate to save him. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah. How long did this last? Your your religiosityism. Yeah. So... Is there and, 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 and sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. just to piggyback the the event the evangelical part of it is there proselytizing like is part of that like I'm actively going out and trying to convert people. Um, yes, though not usually strangers, so not okay. like you know street preaching or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, or <laughs> though missionaries not indoors. Yeah, right. No, I'm getting a picture of 15 year old be doing that, and it would just be so bad. <laughs> But street preaching. Yeah. Oh my God. I would have been awful. You would have had your it. own contemporary song, <laughs> like your, the theme song that you could put on a tape recorder oh, right before you went out. There, but for the grace of something. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, so I was really into it though from when I was about 13 till 24 or so. Oh, that's a good with, long while. Yeah. With some, you know, up and down in between there, but those are the real hard bookends uh-huh. of the experience. Yeah. What, uh, what happened? How did you phase out? So I was like 20, 23, 24. I had had this boyfriend for four years who was very conservative Christian. That means probably no sex. There was But But then guilt following every single yeah. encounter, obviously. Yeah. And Did that uh, make it more exciting, though? Uh, probably. Assert, yeah. Probably. Uh, I mean, that's, I just like, yeah, that's I, a constant question for me with things like sexuality oh, is like, what? Yeah. Like, like, because, because if, because if it happens at a certain point in your life, do you start seeking out, like, we shouldn't be doing this behavior because that's kind of all tied in. Adds a nail to Jesus's hand. Yeah. Because some part of you must want to. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Right. So to speak. Um, yeah. So, but my, my boyfriend said to me, oh my God said, so if we get married, you'll do everything I say. And, um, you know, that's what's in the Bible. And I just want to make sure that's okay with you. (laughs) I just want to run it by you one last time before I boss you around. Before you have no right to say yes or no. And Isn't that amazing to imagine like, oh, so you're saying I have more freedom not marrying you and just being your girlfriend. 100%. Why would I want not to do that? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm asking you to sign off on your... Uh, on giving up your right to sign off on things right (laughs) oh my god and so i i stared at him kind of blankly and and was like well no what no and and he said well you know it's it's in the bible and i was like show me show me where it says that yeah and he got out a bible and showed me the verses and i i had always known those were there but had done the sort of liberal christian tap dance around them and said well sure uh, that you know in this time and in that context that's you know that's how the culture was and now things are different or whatever sure. um but i was sitting there and i was looking at those verses and i just had this thought like He's being more honest than I am. Mm. That is what that says. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if if God really wanted this to be clear, 
he could have been a lot clearer. Yeah, yeah. And so I I said, well, okay, you're right. I guess, I guess I think the Bible's wrong. And it was like the floor fell out of the room, yeah. you know, like... Uh, and and we never recovered from that. We broke up. And that was kind and, of the first time you'd ever sort of verbally questioned yeah. the capital W word. Yeah. Um, yeah. At yeah. least to another person. Yeah. That was, I mean, I'm sure there were some, you know, vicissitudes in between there. But that was the moment that was like, oh, my God, I'm going to face that I have this, this um, principle somewhere alive inside me that is outside of Christianity and that yeah. I can't give up, which is that I have rights that are equal to yours well, that's very lazy and shameful of you <laughs> i know right and so um yeah we broke up and then i just started kind of like listening for the counterpoints to what i had always believed it wasn't like a, a, a um a conscious search but i was just like you know what some people don't believe and why don't they believe i'm gonna listen for that and then the god delusion richard dawkins book came out like a year later or something and i read that and you were like richard is dawkins is kind god. of a dick but uh-huh. he's right about this thing and okay and so yeah it all it all fell apart pretty soon after that did you feel um what is what was your relationship to the you that had so firmly believed that stuff did you feel mad at yourself did you feel forgiving of yourself did you like have to go through a phase where you felt angry about kind of what you had been told was there anything like that or did it just feel more kind of like I'm shutting that skin and that's a good thing and that's okay and that's who I was amazing question because because I definitely thought about my relationship to God I thought about my relationship to uh the people in the church and the teachers and of course that ex-boyfriend I never thought about my relationship to my former self in that way. Mm. So I yeah, I definitely didn't feel mad at myself. I think I I do remember being mad that there were times that I had been so scared unnecessarily, like being scared of my friend going to hell. Right. But yeah, I guess I naturally forgave myself because I didn't I didn't seem to hold myself yeah you know over the coals for it i wonder too if like because you mentioned that you had some anxiety as a kid too Mm -hmm. i wonder if you just sort of traded out one for another like maybe you would have had the same level of anxiety about something else totally to do with the church if you had never gotten involved yeah so i actually have mild obsessive compulsive disorder that now i take i take medicine and it's fine it's nearly gone when i when i medicated but then it was awful. And I really think I just attached that obsessiveness and that need for order and stuff onto God. Sure. It was Which like, is oh. not unusual. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's called scrupulosity. Sort of... It's a version of OCD. Yeah. So then when God wasn't an option, then of course my OCD went to things like I'm afraid of chemicals or whatever, you know. Uh, so yeah, those, you know, mental illness just travels. It looks for a place to land. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't mm-hmm. agree more. Yeah. What what did it t- what did it look and feel like to you before you found religion? I remember doing these little rituals that of course at the time I didn't think were rituals where it was like my minds can my mind can control things and make bad things happen so I need to do these little rituals to make them not happen. So for example, you you came up with that all by yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just like a knowingness. I just mm-hmm. know this is true. Mm-hmm. And so it's so hard too when people are telling you like, just listen to yourself because that's like a fair oh, yeah. thing. Like listen to your gut. Like that's uh-huh. a, that's a great piece of advice. If you're a person who's 
evolved past a certain level of yes. mental anxiety or mental illness. Totally. Because totally. that was very confusing to me and still is. Yeah. Like, I don't trust myself mm-hmm. enough sometimes to no, go totally. like, well, I don't know. My gut's telling me I have rabies and I'm pretty sure that's not true. Yeah. So, you know? No, totally. Like, yeah. Gut, head, gut and brain, I know they're different, but like, it, yeah. It, things can get very confusing. If yeah. You, yeah. The healthiest balance is a true balance where yeah. like you're your intuition is talking to your cerebral mind and there's this sort of dance between the two. Yeah, I totally agree. And I remember feeling that way too, that people would say like, you know, you just gotta, you gotta trust. And I, I would always think, well, what about like my friend who has schizophrenia, you know? So she's just supposed to be like, yeah, these voices are here. That's right. Not trying hard enough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What were your rituals like before, before you found Jesus? Yeah. So the one that I remember doing a lot of every day was, I had a security blanket that I'd had since I was a little kid and I would put him, yes, he had gender. I would put him in a drawer, close the drawer. And then if I just closed the door with my hand, that wasn't sealed. In order Mm, to mm -hmm. seal it, I had to look from the left side of the drawer to the right side of the drawer. But hang on, Uh then back to the left Mm -hmm. and then to the middle. And if I didn't do that exactly and do it, quote unquote, perfectly, which what does that mean? Then um, it wasn't sealed and he could like hop out or someone could grab him. So I don't know, maybe 10 times a day I would look at it and do this little sealing exercise. And how old were you? Mm, This probably was between like five and 11. Oh God, that, that little gal. I know. That little gal. And it is, it's, I think from the outside, you know, OCD is something that... it is very, I think that's one of those things that's like very easy to explain because there are these sort of lists and rituals. And Mm so they're specific enough that you don't have to just say, well, I just, it's hard to explain. I just had this feeling like I was floating outside. Like I've had to try to explain things that are like a little more sort of existential than that. Oh, right. But there, but there's, there's something very concrete about these rituals. But then for a person who's never gone through anything like that, they can understand it from a cognitive point because you're describing something very simple. Right. But then from like an emotional and experiential point, it's like, I do like, I can't picture that. I don't understand it. Like whatever that connection is between you doing it and your need to do it, I think is very hard for someone who's never had any kind of diagnosed mental illness or yeah, or or, or understood themselves to have those kinds of feelings. I can totally under, I've never had that, exact way that it manifests itself but I can so hear like how you having a a vivid imagination Mm -hmm. would translate very easily into like these stories we tell ourselves especially as these like lively bright kids yeah that it turns into this sort of mystical Mm -hmm. thing that you're like I don't I just I know I have to do it yeah I just know I do my thoughts have power yeah you know which when I hear people say that especially like sort of new agey people will say well you know your thoughts have power I'm like no do not say that like they have some power over you but that's about it right and when you put that out there then kids like me and OCD is so common yeah you know they're hearing my thoughts have power and they're thinking like yes oh my god when I saw that person cross the street I wished them ill and now they're going to get cancer and they're going to die no your thoughts don't yeah. have power yeah. they, have, they have power over you and that's all and now that all that means is if you have a thought that's unhealthy for you talk back to it that's it that's yes. all that's all yes yes what how so was it around your 20s when you 
were able to like really talk to some, like a person? Did you go to therapy? Were you able to kind of, is that when you started looking backwards and going like, oh, okay, yeah. these things are all connected mm-hmm. and this is what this is? And Totally. Yeah. So at my undergrad school, they had a program where you could get free therapy as many times a week as you needed, which is pretty amazing. I yeah, think it was great. pretty singular. Where and, were you uh, an undergrad? Uh, University of the Pacific. Okay. Which is in Stockton. Very yes. boring I feel, city. I'm pretty sure I applied to it because oh, I'm okay. pretty sure anything that I got a packet for, uh-huh. I was <laughs> like, as well. cool, I'll just apply to it and see what happens. Did like, you get in? I'm sure I must have. Oh, I mean, I, oh, I oh okay. Listen, Janet. let me just, okay. listen, listen. I get it. Listen. <laughs> For some reason, I think I went to a very rudimentary school. God uh-huh. love him. My father was a teacher there, so I don't oh, mean any. Oh, yeah. He was a great teacher. Uh, I don't, I was not a particularly aggressive student, but mm-hmm. somehow I got very good grades. Okay. And uh, some of it was cheating, by the way, math, oh, 100%. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, but I had good enough grades. Like I got in places. I also wasn't applying to, you know, I wasn't applying to Stanford or, you mm-hmm. know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I also had no money and had no sense. Like I had total insecurity about financial aid. So what, where the, did you end up going? I went to NAU, uh, NAU in Northern Arizona in okay. state for two, my first two and a half years. And then I moved to San Francisco, established residency for a year and then went to San Francisco state. Ah, right. Okay. But gotcha. I would apply to places because they, they look, it would sounded so good. And I yeah. wanted to be in California or the Pacific Northwest. Totally. So I would put myself through these things where I would apply and then I would get the app, the, the, the letter that's like, you got in, it'll like, cost this cool. much. You can get this financial aid. And I'd be like, <laughs> and then I just put it in a drawer <laughs> oh, like, yep, yeah, got in. Check oh, that off sad. the list. Not going there. Yeah. Um, but you went to I University went. of the Pacific. <laughs> yeah, turn it back <laughs> Whatever. on. Whatever. I deserve this. Um, they, so they had this great therapy program. And yeah, my therapist there was like, you know, a lot of what you're describing sounds a lot like OCD if you want to. And she, she was very good about not planting it in your head so that then you would, you know, be like, oh, that must be true. So instead, she would say things like, you know, if you want to read the criteria for that and see if it fits i could be wrong but like you have, was that something was it something was it a concept that you're familiar with but hadn't applied totally. back to yourself or did you have a sneaking feeling like oh, i did not me. i don't remember having a sneaking feeling though this was you know uh, 15 years ago now so i could i could you know have forgotten but um i i associated it with like washing your hands a lot being very right. clean that sort of thing and i've never had that right. i am Flipping sloppy as fuck switch. that's yeah, there. <laughs> yeah so so yeah i just i didn't put it together until yeah. she said like oh there's a lot of there's a lot of different types and cleanliness is just one yeah yeah good on them for having that therapy program that's so cool i know i know <sighs> i would love i would love for that to be something that's available to it would everyone be great. yeah it would be great yeah um and so uh what were the, the your actual school did you go to a public high school or a private high school a uh, public okay cv crescenta valley crescenta valley mm-hmm. uh craig why don't you speak to this no i'm talking <laughs> that was later that was later in your life uh and so and so did were there people from your church camp like what was your church life and your uh, public school life or did those things intermingle or were they totally separate no pretty much no because i went to a church in la Cunada, and so most of my friends from church went to la Cunada high school and i was over in la crescenta there were a couple who went to my church but not a lot becky did- campana obviously Shout very out to sweet Beck. girl um i love you said obviously yeah obviously. we all know obvious to the me baxter <laughs> and ooh. Uh, a guy whose name I can't remember. Guy whose name wasn't worth remembering. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guy. He's going to listen to this. He's going to be like, hello. Less obvious. Less obvious. <laughs> Not as obvious as Becky. Right. 
but I'm still friends with Becky. But yeah, uh, so the locking out of peeps, they were much cooler. And I kind of wanted to transfer over there. I had thought about doing it. My mom said she worked in locking out she could kind of work it out. But then in high school, I made like actual solid friends uh, because theater, right? It'll it'll take care of you many yep. times when nothing else will. Yep. Yeah. So I stayed and went to CV. So you didn't have a relationship to to the church where to the point where you were like, my friends all need to be this or I'll be hanging around a bunch of sinners. Oh, right. No, I I definitely I think this is healthy, but I, I think I was more like, no, it's good for me to be out in the world and like being a good influence. Uh, I'm sure I saw it all in those terms, but that <laughs> opened the door for like, oh, it's totally fine if your friends are not believers. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Hello, listeners of Maximum Fun. I want to tell you about our newest podcast that tells you all about the truth of the flat earth. Have you been looking out over the horizon and you've been thinking, wait a minute, this doesn't look round. I've been lied to my whole life. What is NASA doing with $52 million Million a day? day? Uh, uh, come on. We explode the myths. Just kidding. We're Ono, Ross, and Carrie, and we investigate extraordinary claims. That's right. We investigate extraordinary claims firsthand. We go undercover in fringe groups. We get alternative medicine treatments. And we hang out with people who have unusual beliefs, like flat earthers, 9-11 truthers. We do ghost investigations. We've joined Scientology. And we got baptized in the Mormon church. If it goes bump in the night... And so do we. <laughs> hmm. Why don't you check out Ono, Ross, and Carrie at MaximumFun.org? And how about dating? I know, obviously, you were with a conservative guy, but yeah, that, I, did you- I really didn't date till college. I had one sort of boyfriend in high school, definitely gay, definitely gay. And I, I was I was pretty chubby in high school and not that chubby kids can't date, but I think that brought down my self-confidence to a level that, you know, no one was really asking me out. Yeah. Yeah. And you weren't Don't asking worry, anybody out either. I what? You weren't asking anybody out either. Right. What were the plays that you guys were doing? Oh, thank you for asking. Okay. Um, let's see. My first one was The Wiz. Um, Lucky. Because if you're, if you have a, high school of mostly white children why not put on the whiz why not makes perfect sense <laughs> that's why they wrote it yep that's why they wrote it <laughs> that's that's who it's for uh-huh. and then uh okay then sophomore year we did bye bye birdie and i was Susie, so i got to sing it won't last not at all she's too thin he's too tall which is Susie's only line oh Suze. yeah it's funny because my uh i used to go uh, visit my dad's best friend and roommate in college mm-hmm. married one of his other best friends uh, oh, uh-huh. in college and so uh we would go visit them every summer and they lived in La Cañada but they oh. it's because they taught at the high school so it was the same ah. situation where they had like this very modest house in their this name? neighborhood maybe of, I knew them uh, the Weavers no I don't Warren Weaver and Mary Weaver oh that's um, a very La Cañada wonderful name. by the way fairly religious okay wonderful people Nice. Same thing where they had like a kid, they had a tape called Kids Praise that they would play oh. in the van on our way to Disneyland. Not, oh. And I, I would have loved killed it so to be in that much. family. I still remember some of those songs. Oh. And it was like a little like, oh, sh- like a little shocking because I had to go to Mormon church with my mom. I was like, ooh, these songs aren't Mormon. Ooh, oh, watch right. out, everybody. 
Uh, but they, but, but they did Bye Bye Birdie. And I saw oh, that nice. show at La Cunada High School. Oh, That's the okay. only time, it was like the first time I ever saw it or had a recognition of what it was. So my, my familiarity with it is totally tied to like right around where you grew up. And I bet it was probably around the same time. What year did you graduate well, high school? Well, she was, I, she, this was not when I was in high school. This oh, was like, okay. I went to see like the grown up kids do it when I was little oh, with my dad because okay. they, because they taught and I'm sure they had something to do with a play. Got it. So yeah, so I saw it and thought that was when I thought high school was like full of adults. Yeah. You know, oh, you man. can't tell the difference between like your father and like a 16 year old. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still kind of that way. Anyone who's like time, yeah. 25 to 55, I'm Forget like, it. they're my age. Same. Whatever. I don't know. Same. Yeah. You have Which to- is kind of great. Yeah, no, it's yeah. nice. It's nice. Yeah. But then I'll have friends who are like, oh, I feel so old. And I'm like, oh, am I supposed to, am <laughs> I supposed to feel old? Because like all my friends who are- 23 it's fine yeah. i relate to them fine it comes out in like very specific pop culture references i think is, like, yeah that's when that's, it, that's when you start realizing like oh yeah but then i still have that on the other side with my older friends who make uh-huh. references assuming i'll know something right and like i i i'm too young for that and i, don't know what I that grew is. up on nick at night so like you've seen all the oldies too it, yeah i mean all my favorite people are dying all yeah. of them you mm-hmm. know mary tyler moore we lost her two years ago if yeah. dick van dyke dies during the trump administration i'm gonna lose my freaking shit i just need him to survive trump yeah but yeah so i don't know those like pop culture things now are so fluid because of definitely retrospectives and stuff yeah on the internet you really can know you can you have there's a there's too much there's too yeah. much stuff that you <laughs> yeah, can become totally. familiar with if you wanted to um i cannot believe this i am looking at the clock in shock it is time for us to get into this mash game oh great uh, perfect so i'm gonna try to uh tailor some of these i, I have some of my old standbys mm-hmm. let's try to tailor some of these into the conversation that we had okay so, uh let's do um first of all let's do three animals that for whatever reason, because they exist, they don't, whatever kind of animals they are, you cannot perform dressage on. But in this MASH universe, three animals that you would like to be able to perform dressage on. Number one, pigeon. Great. I love pigeons. Great. Um, Number two, like a very large pig. Great. Pigs are so sweet. Great. Um, Keeping the P-I- G oh no going. oh dear <laughs> um because i okay i want to say a dog i know it's too obvious but at the same time there's who no doesn't want to perform dressage on a sweet little doggy yeah great not there's nothing there's no such thing as too obvious this is this is for you this is for your indulgence okay it's not for people to figure out who you are and i'm going to imagine that all the animals are big enough that i'm not harming them correct yes so. that's, okay. that, that's all part okay. of it is all either right. you're shrinking down or they're right yeah. oh yeah it's, it's like a universe in which yeah we don't know <laughs> it's a it's a special kind of universe uh okay Next one is uh, three fictitious places, either from books, TV shows, movies, that you would love to be able to just dip into whenever you want and hang out with the characters and stuff. I love this because, see, you're talking to an OCD person who's made a million lists in her life, so I've got them right at the top of my head. Okay, so the first one, of course, is Quasimodo's Bell Tower from Notre Dame. Great. Duh. Um, (laughs) Wonderful. Okay, uh... I made a big deal out of how I would be so good at pulling this up. And now I'm like, what's number two? Because uh, I've thought about that bell tower so much. Yeah. Okay. Another fictitious place. Oh, okay. You know, in The Lion King, when they're singing Hakuna Matata and Simba morphs from a baby lion into a big lion and yes. they're walking across that log. Yes. The log. Great. 
I always thought that looked so picturesque and perfect. I'm sorry that The Lion King it was not live action so that you could like make a bid on that log at auction. At <laughs> well, they're point. doing like, a live action Lion in. King. Yeah. This is the log, guys. This is the actual log. But that would, I don't yeah. know. It's kind of nice that it's trapped in fiction. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and then just one more. All right. Um, um, okay. 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 Did you ever see your name? Oh, the uh, anime? Yeah. Uh, I've seen part of it. I haven't. I started watching it on a plane. Oh, my God. And you then I was like, why so am beautiful. I watching this on a plane? I need to watch oh, this on a big screen. And then you never see. This is why I've never it. seen Lemonade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's like this crater that they keep meeting at at the yes. end. It's just yes. really beautiful. Okay. So okay. the Your Name Crater. Your Name Crater. Great. 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 Okay, uh, three foods that, uh, three foods or substances, like it could be drinks or heroin, whatever, uh, <laughs> that in this reality, uh, either, you know, you want to be able to eat as much as you can, but they make you feel sick or you're allergic or it's not, oh, right. you know, uh, ecologically conscious. In this other universe, those things don't exist. It's all just great for you. You feel great. Zero and, calories, yeah, There's no, there's just no ramifications. Okay, and there are drinks or foods? Anything, yeah, anything oh, okay. like that. Okay, well, the food has got to be Thai yellow curry. Great. It's so good and so fattening. It's the coconut milk. Ugh. Yeah, that's. I feel like Thai food is so wonderful, and it 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 it, it feels like a trick, kind of, because it's like, no, this is a delicious dinner that people eat on a regular basis mm-hmm. in Thailand. Like, and what do you mean? Vegetables. What do you mean? I'm essentially eating dessert at the same time, right. if not more than yep. dinner. Yeah, God, coconut no. milk, yum. Uh, coconut milk's so good. Ugh. Okay, Thai yellow curry. Copy um, that. Uh, a let's see. A mocha shake. Mm. Mm-hmm. Love mocha. And uh, tiramisu. Great. Listen, don't ask me. That sounds yeah. like a great one to me. <laughs> no, I need you to tiramisu. approve every decision. <laughs> yes, I do okay. approve. Okay, I do approve. I will put it down. Uh, let's jump right into the classic MASH question. Uh, alternate universe romance. Could be a one night stand if you're just like, listen, I'm not saying I want Vin Diesel. Please don't say Vin Diesel at all. Okay, I won't. Uh, but just for one night. Mm-hmm. That or like, I imagine this person would be like a fun companion. It could be a fictitious person. It can be some a character someone's played or a cartoon okay. or whatever you want. And any age, any era, any anything. And I'm combining all of those: the one night stand, the marrying. Uh, yeah, so they can the fit any that, category. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um. Okay. Rob Petrie from the Dick Van Dyke Show. Great. That's Dick Van Dyke's character. Um, George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. Adorable. Um, basically I want all my men to be in black and white. (laughs) (laughs) And. Understood. Oh. Tina Fey. Great. Yeah. 100%. Wonderful. Excuse me. Wonderful and wonderful. Uh, how about let's oh, do. Shit. Oh shit. Lee oh. Manuel Miranda. Where are we going to put him? Oh, I can't no. do it. Okay. Oh, well, uh, we can make him a drink. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, here, here, here. Uh, we'll do three people or characters or cartoons or critters that are like your dear, dear friend that you get to hang out. Oh, okay. With all the time. Okay. So we want to put Lynn there. Okay. We'll put him there. I mean, great. Okay, we're not going to have a healthy friendship. Great. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And. Oh God! Are they real critters? Uh, it or doesn't anything? even matter. Anything yeah, it could be anything. It could be like Toto, right? Um, 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 um. Oh, oh, there's little mice in Cinderella. The mice, Gu- Gus, etc. Yeah, yes. Oh, I love them. 
and God, I haven't thought about those guys in a while. Mm. I see that, like, we mm, fell out of touch. Oh, and oh well. Ah. Mm. Okay, I'll just say Rex from Toy Story. Oh, great! Yeah, great, great, great. Okay. Uh, how about? Okay, let's say um, three things you have done on your podcast that someone adapts into a play in some way. Oh, okay. Um, who? That's a good question. Yeah, I, don't, I mean that. Listen, I pulled that right out of thin air. Okay, I'm gonna say arrhythmia investigation, Great. which was uh, an ayahuasca facility we went to in Costa Rica. It was wild, whole wild experience. Um, going undercover in Scientology. Great, you got to right. Got to, got to. And three, right? So yeah. Third. Um. I mean, those are two really good plays. I'm ready to watch them. Yeah, plays, right. If not, be in them. <laughs> and good. Okay. How about um, we went undercover in the uh, in an occult group called the Ordo Templi Orientis. Oh wow. How did you find out about that? I'll just listen to the episode. Never mind. It, no, uh, well, I can answer this because it actually is in Locra Fricensenta. Oh, can you believe nice. it? I, I mean, like, right what, a, what a random thing to be in this, like, little tiny white bread town. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I think we were actually looking them up just because we had heard about them. And then I was like, are you kidding me? This isn't Locker yeah. or are you kidding me? Yeah, anyway. meant to be. Okay, great. About MASH. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> great. Okay, uh, let's do three, blah, 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 blah. maybe three real places uh, that you could travel to and have a little vacation home at um, if traveling and getting there were not a pain in the ass. Paris. Great. I love Paris. Indeed. Uh, Machu Picchu. Wonderful. Always wanted to go. I'm just going to assume it's good enough to live in. Great. Great. And hmm, what's the like easiest natural park to live in? Like. I'm not going to get iced out or eaten by right. a bear. Right. But also Yellow. not like die from heat stroke in Joshua right. Tree or something. I mean, Yellow, it might Yellowstone? be something like, yeah, or like um, Yosemite maybe. Maybe Yosemite. Mm-hmm. Maybe Grand Canyon National Park, to be honest with you. That's another good spot. Oh, yeah. I've never been there. Beautiful. Sure. Stick me there. <laughs> I'm going to stick you right there. <laughs> Beautiful. Have you ever been to Sedona? Oh yes, my oh, dear. Loves Love it. it. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw in like use car sales, car salesman. I'm gonna throw <laughs> in Sedona. Sedona. With. Okay, it's great. Just south of the Grand Canyon. Perfect. National Forest. Perfect. And park. Uh, okay, great. And then final category: uh, three things that you and Ross cannot cover because they are in the past. But if you could go experience, oh, got it, got it. Something that you will not be able to for one reason or another, a, a place in time, a totally. certain cult that existed, something like that. Um, I mean, we got to say Jonestown, right? Right. We got to do it. Yeah, some of these places, I mean, listen, I'm just so tired of not being able to understand the, 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 like the magneticness. That's not what I mean, but like the magnetism (laughs) of, of certain people. Like it's, it's, you know, when you watch high, high country or whatever, wild, wild wild country. country, Yeah. And then that you're like, Oh, the, 
like I understand Sheila being very right. charismatic, but like they give you nothing. From yeah, Osha's just the, like I sit yeah. on a, I sit on this cushion. You're like you seem stoned all the time, and right. you're not saying anything. And then the Jonestown stuff. Uh, I read like the, the the sort of seminal like the long it's so long this uh-huh. book about Jim Jones and the still Raven was yes that one yes uh, and still I was like and then I watched the documentary it's like well if I see him in action it's different than reading <laughs> about him it. in a book and I still was just like Ugh. you still didn't want to kill yourself weird Ugh. yeah I still didn't want to kill That's myself so wild. Can you believe it you know you should read Julia Shear's book A Thousand Lives. That's she like finally all the FBI records got released and she dug through them. And it's a much different telling um, of that story. It's really good. I'm going to put that down. She's also a USC journalism school grad. So what up? What up, Julia? What? This is exciting. I'm actually very. No, not Julia Schemer. (laughs) Good Lord. Listen, she may be a schemer. I don't know. Uh, Okay, so Jonestown got it. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay. Well, let's just do a bunch of death cults. So (laughs) Heaven's Gate. Great. Sure. Although they still have four remaining members, but that's neither here nor there. But again, I listened to that podcast and you you listen to his, you listen to them talking and you're like, yeah. Oh, no. I don't know. Totally. I don't know what my problem is. I clearly want to join a cult. I want someone to be, I want to be like, I really hey, missed out on that death I've cult. I've done it a lot of times yeah. and it's everything it's cracked up to be. Great. Great. <laughs> um, okay. And then um, I guess, well, well, okay, let's just stick with death cults. So Om Shinriko, okay. they're the ones who did the gas attack on the Japanese subway. Oh, God, they've, yeah. they've kind of melded into a different group, but... Let's say Om Shamriko as it okay. was. Okay, great. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying great to send it you to <laughs> right, death right, cult. Right, right. Let's see where you'll, where you'll die. Yes, it's great. Uh, okay, tell me when to stop. Okay. I certainly will. No problem. I will let you know. It's, it's no prop. I'm happy to help. It's going to uh, be a long one. What a fun game. I... Stop. Okay. Oof, listen, I got to put this on pause. Stat. <laughs> I have a lot of counting to do just to get... To the number where I give you your results. So I'm going to pause this. Oh, you literally are going to pause. Okay, cool. I have to. You got to do I it. I have to. You got to do it. To those listening, it will seem as if no time has passed. Uh, oh, the and magic I will come of back. sound. Yeah. You're going to get your 100% guaranteed fictitious MASH future revealed. Can't wait. Okay. Where do I want to start? First of all, uh, I... <laughs> can't believe... I was like, God, there's a lot of cult stuff on here. <laughs> That's my fault. Um, okay. First of all, I want to congratulate you on mm-hmm. your successful toe dip, if not full immersion, into two very impressive cults. Oh. One of them, very close to home. Okay. The Ordo Temple Orientis. Orientis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Of course. Uh, I got and also, out of that one. <laughs> you should well listen. This is what I'm going to find out about. And then also uh, Om Shimriko. Uh-huh. So good luck with all that. Oh, uh, this is my is, fate. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, listen, one of them is behind you. The other, I guess they're both in your past. Listen, they're both in your past. No, one of them is a play. One of them is a play. I forgot right. my own. I oh, forgot okay, my own. Okay. I got so obsessed with just the talking about cults. <laughs> I forgot that one of them is a play. I okay. really enjoyed the play about so, that. About OTO, Ordo Templi Orientis. And I also enjoyed the episode you and Ross did on about Om your experience got on it. Whew, that oh, makes it a little lighter. Yeah. The lighter load than you just going into two cults. I forgot. Right. Uh, that's going to be a good play, though. 
It's going to be great it. It's going to be good. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. about this. Uh, now, listen, that's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You also have a, a beautiful house in Machu Picchu. <laughs> on Machu Picchu. <laughs> great. Great. So go ahead and just escape there whenever your heart desires. Wonderful. I'm sure the locals will love this. I'll tell you what. I know that they are huge fans and they go to all oh. of your... Mm-hmm. What is the dressage? Go on. A show? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, your exi- yeah. exhibition? Yeah. Your dressage exhibition. Your dressage exhibition. Mm-hmm. You, of course, are known for riding on a beautiful giant pig. Oh, yes, I am. The grace. Yes, I am. The very grace. The elegant. The thinker on it's- the pig. <laughs> the, think- the thinker and the boar. <gasps> the thinker and the boar. It's perfect. Oof, this is good stuff. Last okay. night in Ooh. bed, I suddenly thought, beauty and the yeast. And, and you were think, like, I got I was it. Like, yeah, it's got to yeah. be a bakery. And then I looked it up, and a bunch of like dumb bands have written songs about pap smears called Beauty and the Yeast. I know. That's very disappointing. I know. Anyway, back to Mash. levels. God damn it. Speaking of writing wonderful songs for everyone to enjoy, mm-hmm. I want to thank you and assume <laughs> that you are the inspiration for your friend, probably and more, Lynn Manuel Miranda. <gasps> oh. Yes, my friend with benefits. This also makes sense to me because the other person that you ended up with is Tina Fey. So oh, this is just yeah, like yeah. this is just like a this is like you know oh, a threesome. R- yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody needs to go anywhere. We're a real creative. You powerhouse. guys can just be oh, yeah. you. It's gonna be great. Great, no it's complaints. Yeah, nah, be great. <laughs> uh, this certainly involves eating all the tiramisu you could ever mm-hmm. want. Oh, nice. Zero okay. ramifications. Perfect. And uh, the last place that you can escape to alone or with some of these companions is the crater in oh. your name. The crater. Okay. That's a pretty good future. Me and Lin-Manuel and Tina Fey yeah. <laughs> at a cartoon crater. <laughs> oh my, what a life. I hope As the you pig take comes. time out for Machu Picchu. Yeah. I'll tell you something a though. Pig. A lot of the ones I ended up with were the ones that was like, and I guess this. <laughs> you know what? Let that be a lesson. Let that be a lesson for going on too long because that was nine. <laughs> nine. I had to count through one, two, three, oh. four, five, six. Seven. So yeah. Taste to my that's, own medicine. That's what you get. Yeah, that's what you Listen, get. I don't consider this masher revenge. Yeah. But, but if you, you could. do. <laughs> This was a pleasure and a joy. It was oh, as wonderful as I knew it was going to be. <laughs> well, because thank we're you adorable. so much for having me. Uh, uh, and welcome to Max Fun. I thank you very much. It's uh, been a wonderful uh, uh, transition. You are welcome. And uh, anything that you would like to tell anybody about that they probably already know because they probably listen to your <laughs> podcast, but feel free to say it here. Okay. Um, yeah. I, so I I actually have two podcasts. I have Ono, Ross, and Carrie, and then I have a lesser known, lesser appreciated, lesser listened Let's to podcast get that right away. Hidden Mickey's. It is a uh, dark underbelly Disney fan cast. Oh, so it's all about a, like... I can't believe that's less listened to. That's, I I know. I know. It's, it's listen. That's going to find its And it's my co-host place. is so funny. I co-host it with Natalie Palomides from nice. the Powerpuff yes. Girls. She's wonderful. Yes, yes. And, uh, and then I have a bunch of live shows coming up so you can go to carrypoppy.horse and see see all our upcoming events i love every second i love every second (laughs) of everything you just said i strongly (laughs) encourage people to check all of that out i know i will be uh and i will talk to you all next time on the podcast The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.